Dr. Tori Robeson here, chiropractic practice success consultant, where I teach you how to go farther than you ever thought you could. You're listening to the Cairo Success Podcast. I am optimistic. I am positive. I'm excited about chiropractic, chiropractic principles chiropractic care plans, chiropractic results, chiropractic history. I'm excited about this very interesting and very cool and vogue profession called chiropractic. I'm excited about reaching people with my practice and building, ooh, key word, building. We might come back to that. An exceptional life of productivity, productivity, and prosperity and generosity while being filled as a person, psychologically, mentally, your attitude with love and fitness, keeping it light, keeping it fun. My purpose is to become a smarter, more powerful, which means I have more control, capable, driven, and superior version of myself by ever increasing my awareness, knowledge. To increase my knowledge, I must keep learning, right? Have you become an unlearner? Got to increase my understanding, motivation, hands-on skill. Do you think your hands-on skill is good enough? (laughs) Your communication skill and your, yes, you listening to me, your mastery in the art of creating a peaceful and successful and exceptional life. Every time we train together, you got four things coming at you. You're going to become smarter, going to become more powerful, going to be able to attract more new and high-value cases. You're going to become more capable, motivating and persuading people. You're going to be empowered to make smarter, long-term decisions. Not decisions with long-term illusions, but legitimate proven, reliable, long-term decisions. And of course, you'll be energized physically, mentally. And we always want to be energized financially because money is the fuel that supplies pretty much everything in our lives. Along with good relationships, got to have health. Those are the biggies. Purpose. Story time going to finish off a little three-part series here on our hero architect, the great genius Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright, office, home, Spring Green, Wisconsin, just west of Madison, Wisconsin. Green hill country. It's beautiful there. Don't get me wrong, it's no Montana, but it's nice. (laughs) And he gets a call from a very profitable company, especially back in that time period. Johnson of Johnson Wax. Of course, back in those days, linoleum floors, the military office buildings, Johnson Wax was big. And of course, they're expanding into selling many, many other products. And they are headquartered in Racine, 
Wisconsin, between Milwaukee and Chicago on Lake Michigan. They need a new corporate headquarters. Big project. They get Frank Lloyd Wright. Of course, he's excited about these big projects. So the design process starts, the permitting starts, the acquisition of the construction people start, the land is acquired. Just imagine how much work this is. The sewer system, the electrical that's going to be required for a new building of this magnitude, the roads, the streetlights, what's going to happen with the local businesses, how taxing is going to work with this property as it increases in value once it's developed. Just imagine the people that are involved. Well, the plan is complete and the building starts to come out of the ground. Of course, it's all leveled and all the underlying infrastructure goes in and then we start to see this building come out of the ground. Now, of course, back in that time period, every business building was a box with hallways and little individual rooms. It's the way it was. Now, back in that time period, when you had someone like Frank Lloyd Wright design something, he designed the desks, designed the parking ramp, designed the signage. If he was building a house, he would design the napkin holders, the lamps, the pillows, the furniture. Nowadays, they just build a box and say you're on your own, right? It was a different period of time. It was a good time period for design and innovation. They say that's the greatest generation ever was that particular generation. Sometimes it's called the Bob Hope and Frank Sinatra generation. All the kids that were born after World War II, the baby boom, you might say. And out of that mass of humanity came incredible innovation Back to Racine, Wisconsin. The building starts to come out of the ground. And there's this design element that's bringing a lot of concern. It's got the inspectors out there. It's got the engineers out there. Of course, you end up having the newspapers out there. You end up having the TV stations and cameras out there. Here's what was happening. He had designed these columns that would hold up the roof. And on top of the column is what we would call a lily pad. I want you to imagine a straw holding up a frisbee. You with me? Long, slender column holding up a round disc like a frisbee. And when you looked at this, the column did look quite narrow in relation to how big the lily pad was on top. And this thing had to hold around 2,000 pounds of the roof. There were going to be several of them. 
the columns with the lily pads holding up the roof, and each column had to support around 2,000 pounds. The columns start to be built, so do the lily pads, and here come the inspectors, and here come the engineers, and here come the newspaper, and here come the TV, all saying that these are never going to be strong enough to hold up the roof, and they shut the project down. Frank Lloyd Wright says these columns are going to be fine. And they say, no, they're not. They're not going to be strong enough. The roof is going to cave in. There's all these people working there. You need to redesign this. And he says, no. They leave. He says, get back to work. Has everybody just start building and carrying on again? Week or two later, they see that the project has progressed and they wonder what happened. They said it was supposed to be shut down. He defied their orders. Now they're getting furious. Now there's articles in the paper. It's appearing on the news. Frank Lloyd Wright's not listening. Frank Lloyd Wright is like this rebel and he won't listen to all the smart people. He says these columns are going to be fine. They tell him to shut down. He says, yeah, okay, yeah. They leave. He turns around and says, keep building. Finally, they come out and they shut. And he says, enough, 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 enough. And he puts up one of his columns with a lily pad. And he gets a crane. And he starts putting weight on top of the lily pad in the form of heavy sandbags. He puts on 2,000 pounds, the amount of weight the column is supposed to hold. It holds fine. The reporters are there. Newspapers are there. Engineers are there. The public is there. He's there. They put on 4,000 pounds, 6,000 pounds, 8,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds, and at 12,000 pounds, six times more than it would ever need to hold, he walks underneath the lily pad, underneath 12,000 pounds on his column, tink, 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 tink on the column with his cane and said, like I said, everything's going to be just fine. And he blew everybody's mind. Hard life for him when you're that much smarter than everybody. Building is built. And now today, the Johnson Wax Building in Racine, Wisconsin is considered the most fascinating, beautiful, and exquisite interior space ever. Hear what I said? Ever. Ever designed. You have interior spaces. If you're inside a building right now, there's an interior space. There's the size of the room and the ceiling and the windows. Has a certain feel to it, certain capability. What he did is he made a big, huge room that had these columns and these lily pads. And in between the lily pads, the ceiling, he used tubular glass. So when the sun hit it, it would spread the light everywhere so there were no shadows. 
And he had this open with desks, which were unbelievably cool, and these cool filing system, and this cool, big open room. It was the first open concept office basically ever. And you felt like you were underwater because of the way the tubular glass looked, the way the light came in. It was mind-blowing. I mean mind-blowing. Of course, as is typical for Frank Lloyd Wright, the materials weren't good enough in their time for his designs. So the roof would leak some and it would leak on S.C. Johnson's desk and he would just put a garbage can there and he didn't care because it was so unbelievable what he got to sit in every day when he went to work. I hope you go online. If you type in Frank Lloyd Wright Johnson Wax or lily pad or column in images, you will see the picture of the column and the lily pad holding all of this weight. And of course, if you look at Johnson Wax images, you will see the interior space and how amazing it is. And you'll probably see the cool desks and everything else that was designed. And this is back in like the 50s, people. Not 2020, 1950. The Falling Water House story, the Guggenheim Museum story, and the Johnson Wax Building Frank Lloyd Wright story. Those are important stories to learn from. One of the troubles today is that people just listen and the words are like, oh, that's interesting, and they just bounce off their head and people don't learn anything from that. What do you learn from that? Are you able to think past the story and just, oh, Tori told another entertaining story. What do you learn about yourself? Do you compare yourself to that and how well you plan and engineer everything you do with your practice? Hmm? Let's walk into your practice And let's evaluate how well you've planned and engineered the money flow and your building system and the layout and the position of equipment and the design and the paint colors and the front desk and the drawer systems. Let's just evaluate how well you have planned and designed and put everything in place and let's compare it to Frank Lloyd Wright. What do we find? Do we see differences? What I want us to see is opportunities. Are you able to change? Oh, sure. What, what's next, Tori? Nothing. Are you really able to change? Are you able to change how you dress? Are you able to change what you spend money on? Are you able to change the words you use with your patients? There's better wording you can use. Every word that you use in your office counts. Every single word. Your word choices in every interaction with every patient and with team. Could you improve your word choices if you just knew what they were through our communication and persuasion product set? Through our office visit talk product set through our table talk 
products at the three definitive chiropractor super communicator product sets. Must have for all chiropractors. Are you in the Winner's Edge group? Are you just trying to be cheap and try to listen to a free podcast and use that as your practice management? Way to go. You'll win a gold medal that way. (laughs) Think about the best people in the world. Olympic gymnast, Olympic wrestler, Olympic figure skater, Olympians of all kinds, all have serious coaches that are always there. These are the best people in the world. They're one or two or three out of thousands and thousands and thousands in that sport. And they would not go anywhere without their expert coach. And then here's the chiropractor that thinks they don't need one and somehow that they'll become a champion. It's not hard, people. First thing you pay for as a chiropractor is a consultant, number one. You pay rent and you pay the expert consultant, period. Everything else comes from that for the ones that want to reach the super high levels. Is that you? See, if you want to reach the super high levels, you have to do what super high level people do, and they always have a coach. Always. Yeah, but I'm going to try to be smarter than that, and I'm going to do what I want with, I don't need that, I'm going to save money. (laughs) Oh, There's a way things are done. Do things the way that they're done successfully, and you will become super successful also. You always have a coach if you want to become a champion. Hope. Hope is a great thing. What are you hoping for? What are you hoping goes your way? Are you hoping for things that are never going to happen, but you hang on hope as sort of a way to pacify the mind? Very sadly, most things that people hope for are never going to happen. Because all that you get is based on what you did to earn it the price you paid to get the effect to come into your life. And we have lots of hope that we can receive more and become more and learn more and achieve more. Is it about you or is it about them? You see in the world of social media, if you really analyze carefully, most people who are making posts are making posts for themselves. It'll appear like they're trying to give you some good advice, but really they're just doing it for their own validation, to stroke their own ego so they can try to feel special with their fragile psychology. It's hilarious. How many people do you know that really, really care about you and your practice? I mean, really, through thick and thin. I do. It's about you. I don't need to hear my own voice. But what I do need to hear are the stories of people that are using the Winner's Edge material and becoming more successful. 
It's about you. Have you become an unlearner? Do you think you know enough? Well, I kind of know enough to get by in practice. Knowing enough to get by, knowing enough to be able to do the billing, knowing enough to, you know, to get paid a little bit and build some lifestyle, you know, that's the time the learning begins. About the time most chiropractors stop learning and think they're smart is actually the time where the learning begins. Like I've said before, once you become a black belt, the learning begins. White belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt, and at black belt, the learning begins begins. Many chiropractors become a purple belt and they think they know it all. It's very important that we always know our place. I know my place. The other day I was at my place in Florida, speaking of places. Who plays soccer in Florida now with the great Lionel Messi, greatest soccer player ever? Like some of you have maybe heard me indicate, I can look out the window of my place and I see the Porsche Tower where Messi lives. Earning around a million dollars a week. How high and mighty can I walk around? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I am nothing. In fact, no chiropractor is anything. I am nothing. God is everything. I am a learning. I am just beginning to learn. I am coachable. I am trainable. And I have hope. Chiropractic killer, thinking you work hard, thinking you're great, hanging around other people where they all sit around and think they're great when all of them are average. Can't have any of that. Too much to learn, too much to get better at, too many people that need us. Can you get better? I know I can get a lot better. My events to be better, material, relevance, effectiveness, my ability to cause change in people through whatever means I think I may need to do that. What have you built so far? We walk in and look at your office and look at your stats, look at your bank accounts, look in all the drawers. We'll see what you've built. We'll see what your intelligence has created. Can you do better? I want to do better. I know I can help you do better. It's ridiculously easy for me to help you become more successful. In fact, I would say once a chiropractor breaks 100000 a month, that's when the learning begins and that's when the coaching really needs to start. We want to build more. We want hope. We have to become a learner again. Humbleness, humility. We must understand our place. We must understand that around you right now are thousands of people that need you. And they need you to not be high and mighty. They need you to be cool and level-headed and do a great consultation and listen. They need you to examine that spine carefully, not take them for granted as another patient and just wing it. 
They need you to take a quality set of x-rays. They need you to analyze them. They need you to report back to them what the problem is. They need you to report to them what the plan is and show them how it works. They need you to lay out a payment arrangement that they can swing. They need you to deliver high-quality communication and hands-on skill on a series of office visits. They need you to check back in. Re-exam process to make sure you are on track and dealing with any new developments. They need you to care enough to put together a way for them to continue and enjoy and benefit from chiropractic care forever. They need you to have an incredibly good and ever-improving powertrain, the Winner's Edge powertrain, ideally. They need you to take care of your health and your fitness. They need you to be smart with your money giving and your money saving so they can be further inspired by you as a person, so they can look up to you as a person, so they can brag about you to their family and friends. That's my chiropractor over there. She is amazing. What happens in sports when you start to think you're awesome? Not good. Got to be cool. Got to be steady. Always need to be a little bit scared. Always need to be a little bit nervous. Always need to be a little bit uh, under pressure, you might say, to perform and to get better and to grow. That's the name of the game. Going back to our hero, Frank Lloyd Wright. He cares enough to have the design. He cares enough to innovate, put together something that people in that building and people who've gone in there and people who've had a chance to even see pictures of this space will be inspired by. His reach through his design abilities, it's massive. Your reach through your hands and through your attitude and through the hope that you give other people is also massive. So we have to continue to build ourselves We have to continue to grow. We have to realize our place. The best way to do it, of course, is get connected to a success group, get connected to an expert who can see from the outside in and see everything that you can't see to help you become your best, to help you grow, and to help you change thousands and thousands more lives. Tori out. If you're a chiropractor looking to dominate in practice and in life, learn more at winnersedgeconsulting.com.